In this episode, I want to talk about how to decode your bad habits. That is, how to understand what's actually going on with the behaviors that you're trying to change and why it's so difficult to make it happen. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to improve your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today I want to talk about something called the behavior chain. This is something that I learned from an app that I'm currently using uh, to help me with fixing some of my bad habits, especially those around eating. Um, and I, as I was going through it, I realized this could have a lot of value to bring to uh, the rest of the community, the rest of the people listening to this podcast who also have their own changes they're trying to drive in their life. So I want to talk through how this works and try to explain how we can use it to create the type of change that we're looking for. Now, a couple of quick caveats. First of all, I am traveling. So if you're watching the video, you'll notice I'm not in my normal studio space. Uh, I am in a bedroom. So forgive me for that if anything feels messy or anything like that. And the second part, as a piece of traveling is that I don't have my normal microphone. So I have set up a decent system and hopefully it sounds good enough to help this message get through. But forgive me for not being at the normal sort of quality that you've come to expect from the show. So with all of that said, the behavior chain is this idea. It's sort of this sequential series of actions and, and um, uh, things that occur around a behavior occurring. And the four pieces of it are the trigger, the thought, the action, and the consequence. And in this episode, we're going to dive into each of those. But there's a couple of really important things to understand when it comes to the behavior chain. The first is that each of the pieces are sequential. So they happen one after the other in that order, and it doesn't really change. Now, what that means for people like you and me is that if we could, in theory, understand each piece of this around the specific actions and behaviors that we are trying to change, we could change areas further up the chain in order to have effects further down. So for example, if you wanted to, so let's get into some examples. Uh, one of my 
personal habits that I'm trying to shift is that I do a lot of late night snacking. So I tend to stay up late to work. I'm a night owl. Um, I'm working till 1, 2, 3 a.m. And right around like midnight, 1 a.m.-ish, after a full day, I'm usually running low on energy. And so I reach for a snack to sort of replenish that. And that by itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I have this stated goal of losing X amount of pounds. And so this type of action moves me away from that goal, and therefore it's something I want to change. Now, when I take this behavior and I break it down into this sort of like uh, four pieces of the behavior chain model, uh, I look at the trigger. So it's that feeling of being tired, uh, being run down, and it also some environmental factors like it being later in the day and so on and so forth. Now, the thought is typically unconscious. It's more like uh, I'm running out of energy. I need to refuel. The action is reaching for that bag of chips or making the PB&J or getting the crackers or whatever it might be. And then the consequence is whatever comes after that. So it's um, putting on a few more pounds if this happens regularly or uh, uh, being sort of feeling bloated and not as comfortable as I'd like the next morning or whatever it might be. Now, if I take that and I map that behavior to this sort of behavior chain, in theory, because they're sequential, I should be able to change the trigger or the thought and therefore create change to the action and the consequence. That's the basic idea. And that's why this is a powerful thing to understand. Now, if you stick around in the episode, we are going to talk about why this isn't that simple because it's not, obviously, there's a lot of factors, both internal and external, that make this much, much harder to deal with than just, here's the formula, go do it. But that is the theory that I think it's worth approaching the rest of this episode from. So let's jump into each of those components. So the first piece is the trigger. Now, a trigger can be an internal trigger or an external trigger. It is essentially anything that occurs that leads to the rest of the chain. So that could be a feeling. It could be the feeling of being angry or hungry or tired or sad or happy or whatever it might be. Or it could be an external event, something like driving past McDonald's or um, uh, uh, walking past your favorite coffee shop or hearing a certain song or whatever it might be. There are these external events and things that you're responding to, as well as internal feelings and things that you're responding to. And those make up the trigger. And there's a few different types of triggers that sort of fall into this. There are social triggers, environmental triggers, um, emotional triggers, financial triggers. There's triggers sort of built into the life that we have created for ourselves because ultimately those triggers drive behavior. And behavior is good or bad or neutral. It's not really the right place to pass judgment on it. But there is a trigger attached typically to every action or behavior you're engaging in. And again, those triggers could be internal or external. So it's worth understanding where these come from and what makes them so incredibly uh, challenging to deal with and to control. But that's the high-level understanding of your triggers. They can be internal, external. Um, they can be feelings or events. And there are a number of them baked into just our everyday lives, even things that we don't recognize. Now, let's talk about the thought. The thought typically happens unconsciously or consciously. 
it's the essentially the best way to think about it is it's the immediate response to the trigger. So something happens or you feel a certain way and your immediate response, that's what the thought is. Now, it might not happen in the same way that you currently sort of have an idea of what a thought looks like. You're not necessarily sitting down and like thinking through every step of what you're going to do next or crafting your plan of action or anything like that. Sometimes that's the case. But usually it's a very quick thing. It's that immediate response that occurs right after the event, right after the trigger happens. And there's a lot of things that go into making up what that thought will be. Uh, so this is why it's difficult to sort of predict what it is and what it's going to be and how you can sort of uh, uh, change it. But there's a lot of things that go into this. There are belief systems that you grew up in. There are contextual uh, issues that you might be navigating. There are environmental factors, social factors, there's financial factors, there's the particular level of stress that you're under in that moment, there's whether or not you're hungry in that moment, um, whether or not you're anxious in that moment or in a good mood, uh, who you are around when it happens. There are so many factors that go into how you are going to respond to a trigger. This is why I've never been a huge fan of like, oh, you can't control what happens to you. You can only control what how you respond like that's cute and it's a great quote but it's not that simple like it's not as easy as just oh control your response because we don't really know what goes into creating our responses our responses happen as a weird amalgamation frankenstein's monster of all of the things that have led up to this moment from the day we were born to this event occurring. And it can be really tricky to untangle that web and start to see a clear connection between I responded in this way because of this thing. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to control those responses, but I just want to point out it's not as simple as, hey, just control your reactions. Like That's it's not really great advice. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, the next piece is the action. So this is the actual behavior that you engage in. And I break this up into two categories. You have your conscious action and your semi-conscious action. Now, the conscious action is the one that we all know. We all think about it. It's, hey, this happened, so I'm going to behave in this way. 
The semi-conscious is where it gets interesting. This is typically where like habit lives. This is you are responding in this way because you've been conditioned to respond in this way, either by choice or for other reasons. And it's not that you're unconsciously responding. Like you're still there. You're just not engaging with the response enough to be able to interrupt it if you wanted to do so. Now, here's an example. Let's go back to my particular goal and my issues with uh, snacking late at night. So that response isn't an unconscious behavior. Like that's not something that I'm like completely tuned out of. I know that I'm making the PB&J. I know that I'm opening this bag of chips and that I'm definitely going to finish the entire thing right now. Like I know these things consciously. But I'm not engaged enough to recognize that I don't want to be doing this. It's just happening because I am used to doing that. Because in this situation, in this context, with this trigger, my natural response that I've developed over whatever period of time is to do this thing. So that's what I call a semi-conscious response or a semi-conscious behavior. And then lastly, we have the consequence. So what makes up the consequence? Well, it's not negative. That's where I want to start with this. I think a lot of people hear the word consequence and they think that's a negative thing. That's like, I did this thing, so I'm facing these consequences. But really, consequence is just what happened as a result of this behavior. What happened as a result of this thing happening? That could be positive. You can have positive consequences of you went for a run, you felt great afterwards. That's a positive consequence. You can have negative consequences. In my case, sometimes I go for a run and then I get a really bad migraine afterwards. Still a positive behavior, but negative consequence. And so I think it's important that we start to decouple what consequences are versus the behaviors that led to the consequences. Because one can be positive while the other is negative. They're not necessarily intertwined. So think of a consequence in this case as just the result of what happened. Neither in positive nor negative inherently, uh, we'll sort of have to judge that on its face. Now, let's go back to what I shared in the beginning about this. The idea that each of these pieces, they're sequenced, they're interrelated. Changing one affects things further down the chain, and that's why it's valuable to understand how this works. But as we've seen, we now understand how each of these pieces work individually. It's not as simple as to say, hey, change the trigger or change your response to it, and therefore you'll change your action or your consequences. That is technically true, but it's significantly harder to deal with or to actually follow through on than it makes it sound. Your triggers come from any number of factors, many of which you do not understand. Many of those factors come from the environment that you live in and the culture that you grew up in and the things that the people around you prioritize. It's very difficult to change your triggers and to avoid negative triggers if you live in an area that those things are constantly in front of you. And so me just telling you, hey, change your trigger, change your routine, do what you need to do in order to avoid this, that's not necessarily going to be helpful for every person watching this video or listening to this episode. And so I want it to be clear, there is a process here that can help us to drive change. That is the purpose of sharing this approach. If we can understand it, we can figure out how to apply it to our situation, and we can aim to be great at it a percentage of the time, knowing full well that we're going to fail probably the far larger percentage of that time. 
But we need to recognize that there are other factors that go into it besides just our own willpower and our ability to follow through. So what are some of those factors? Well, there are socio-cultural issues, there are political issues, there are environmental issues. I always give this example. It's really hard for somebody who wants to eat healthier and make healthier choices to do so if they live in a food desert where fresh fruits and vegetables aren't really available. It's much easier for them to run into triggers that lead to them uh, uh, snacking poorly or eating poorly or shopping poorly because of the environment they live in. And that's not something they necessarily have control over because you can say, you should just get up and move then. But is that really a practical response? Is that something that most people will be in a position to be able to do? Maybe that's great advice if you are middle class, upper middle class, or higher. But if you are anywhere below that on the income scale, or if you make enough money but have such high expenses through all, sometimes no fault of your own, there's a, a consequence of debt here, there's a consequence of being a person of color and often having, and I, I don't remember the exact study, but you often have significantly more uh, uh, requirements to support your aging family than uh, people who aren't of color. And so you have all of these factors that play into, are you able to just pack up and move because this situation is not uh, moving you towards your goals? Oftentimes you can't. For the majority of the United States, at least, you can't. And so just telling you, change your triggers doesn't really work. That's one of the situations, and that happens far more often than I think we're willing to admit, where it can be challenging to actually apply this. Similarly, you might be in a perfectly great financial situation. You may live in a wonderful area, but have and be in a relationship where one partner is consistently pushing uh, social triggers onto you. Triggers that lead to you snacking in a certain way or spending in a certain way or behaving in a certain way simply because it's more consistent. And so having an unsupportive partner, having someone who's not willing to uh, work with you and maybe not change their life, but change how they interact with you based on the goals that you've said you have, that can also be a massively limiting factor that makes it just almost impossible sometimes to actually create the type of change you're looking for. So my point here isn't to go down the Rolodex of reasons why we can't change our lives. I absolutely do not want to demotivate you. What I want to point out is that this is harder than it sounds. I can share a tool with you, but I do not want you to walk away from this episode saying, great, I've got the tool. I'm going to change my life now and have that short-term motivation that's eventually going to fizzle out and make you feel like shit about yourself. What I want you to do is to understand this is a tool that can work. Here is how it works. Here is how I can apply it to my own situation contextually. And then from there, have a degree of empathy towards yourself where you allow yourself the failure that is required to make this actually happen. That's the goal here. And that's what I think if we can walk away with, if you need to listen to this episode three, four, five, seven times in order to do so, please be my guest. But if we can walk away with that sense of, of new tool and here's how it works and how I can use it and let's be empathetic, if we can do that, I think we'll actually find that in a year from now in trying to apply this, maybe it won't work perfectly. Maybe, I mean, definitely we won't be a perfect um, uh, uh, executioner of it, but we will find ourselves in a much better place a much happier place, and a much healthier place. 
Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you have tuned in. I'm doing something new that I want to let you know about. So I'm trying to embrace short form content on TikTok and Reels and maybe YouTube Shorts. Uh, and so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this entire episode and all of my episodes going forward. And I'm going to edit it down to about three minutes of content. So I'm going to take the entire thing. I'm going to cut out all the fluff. I'm going to cut out all the ads. I'm going to cut out all everything. Shove it into three minutes of just nonstop content. Here's what you need to do. And publish it in its entirety on TikTok and on Reels. So if that sounds like something you want, if you want to engage with this exact podcast, same content with just the important bits, head over to my TikTok, head over to my Instagram and follow us there. They're both at Tiny Leaps. And of course, the links are in the description of the episode. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Greg Clunas. Uh, be sure to tune into the next episode because I'm going to give you one specific approach to applying this to your situation. It's something that I call trigger analysis. So I'm going to share that process with you. So be sure to tune into the next episode. But until then, thank you so much. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Thank <laughs> you.